0: We (laughs) they <laughs> <laughs> Is they did a little breakout deal, and one of the days they had a creative meeting. And this is where a lot of different ministries in the church got together. And what their creatives team are is divided up against different things. Some of it may be hospitality, some of it may be audio visual, some of it may be music. Some there's, yeah, social media, different ways that the church functions to get their name out, get the name out there, to have pictures taken stuff of the church. There's just a variety of different things. So if you are interested in that, And you think you could be used somewhere, and FYI, if you can breathe, you can be used somewhere. So you don't have to have, like, some great talent to show up and, you know, think that, okay, I can't. I don't know how to do something, so I can't be used. I promise you, you can be used there. Um, LFBI is going to be going um, for the rest of the summer into the start of the fall. Um, If you want to enroll, man, see Lee, see Dylan. um, It's great. Me and Candice are enrolled. I think a few others in the church are enrolled. Uh, It's been really cool. Ladies of Tree, October 5th through the 7th. Um, If I'm correct, money has to be turned in by the end of the month. Right? Okay. And then aren't, I think I overheard you, aren't y'all sending out like what balance everybody has left? You did that already? Okay. Yeah, you can still sign up if you want to. Um, Volunteers needed for the nursery. um, There's not a slide, but I'll say this too. Volunteers are needed a lot of places around the church. Um, specifically the nursery, because um, it's said a lot, but I don't think people understand the gravity of it. Um, Man, Lee and his family get pulled around and pushed around in ways that I promise you, you you don't even know about and can't even imagine. And and when, when his family comes to church, man, they ought to be able to come and be ministered to. They can't be ministered to if everybody in his family is getting pulled somewhere else, and they're having to do other things. Not to beat anybody on the head or anything like that, man, but th- w- if several people sign up, it's not a lot. More people sign up, we can break it up, and it, it's, you're not missing that much. A Sunday every now and then, it's, I don't think that's, that's too unreasonable to ask. All right, so that's the rest of the announcements. Don't forget, again, time-sensitive uh, bingo Saturday at 4.30. Um, we're going to start at 4.30 selling concessions. Uh, and then we'll get started with the games, um, so please don't forget that, man, it's going to be great, we have fun every year, um, somebody will probably get hurt at some point, <laughs> mouthpiece and you boxing, that's right, Sean, when when we initially had it for June the 30th, um, I thought Sean was going to fight somebody for real, <laughs> um, because him and Brooks were out of town, and he was not happy, well then some stuff come up, and I was like, well, we'll move it to July, um, and I've never seen Sean so happy before. So it, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I mean that. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. if you come, Whether you win or not, just the fellowship is fantastic. So Romans chapter 12. Uh, we're just going to read two verses tonight. Um, and, and we're going to see. I think, I think tonight's going to be a little different um, from, from something that we would normally see. But, but the goal tonight is still, by the help of the Lord, to rightly divide the word. And to still see what the Lord has, um, very common verse. Um, if you've gone through discipleship of all, you've probably seen this, these verses right off the bat. Romans, 12, uh, Romans chapter 12, we're going to read verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I, we come to you tonight, God, and we're just thankful, Lord, to be in your house, Lord, and we're thankful, God, to, to be able to come together and to hear your word and to worship together. And God, I pray that through our worship tonight that you've already been glorified. God, as we've sung praises to your name tonight, Lord, I pray that tonight, God, as we continue further in the preaching and teaching of your word lord i pray that you would be glorified and you'd be exalted and god i pray that lord out of me lord that you would just let me be a vessel lord remove any ego or selfish ambition god that that may be in the way lord and help me god just to preach your word lord and in the power of your spirit god remove me out of the way and just let me be a vessel tonight god i know that within myself and we can all agree in this room that Anything we can do in our flesh would never please you. So, I, I, God, I pray tonight that you would just move among us. Lord, I pray that your spirit be with us, God, and, and that we would move in the service and preach preaching your word. Lord, I pray that with everything that's said and done, God, that we would bring you honor and glory and that your name would be lifted up. God, I pray for, for Dylan and Tori as they're in word next door. God, I pray that you just touch them and use them as they're teaching. God, I pray that you'd help Lee and Jordan as they're, they're traveling home, Lord, up. God, I pray that the time they had away was just, they were able to, to disconnect and relax and just joy their enjoy their family being together. Lord, I pray that it was just a great time. God, I pray that you just bless tonight and use the preaching of your word, God, and I pray that in all that we do, we bring you honor and glory in your name, we pray, amen. All right, so this is a, a fairly common passage, I, I do believe, um, but Regardless of how familiar it is, I want to, Dylan kind of mentioned this Sunday, and it's a very <laughs> valid argument. You've got to have a little bit before you can try to take off. You've got to have a little bit of runway before you take off. So what I want to do is, I want to back up just for a second. I want to look at the background of the Book of Romans. So, the Book of Romans was written somewhere around 55 to 60 A.D., most likely 57, 58 um, Book was written by the Apostle Paul, most likely while he was on his third missionary journey, while he was in Corinth, um, and it was also it was written to the Christians in Rome. But the the difference between this epistle and some of the other church letters and epistles that Paul wrote is Paul had never met these Christians. Paul had had not Paul was not able to go to the church in Rome at the time that he wrote this. Uh, the Emperor of Rome had sent all the Jews out; no Jews could be in the city, and Around this time, they're, he's, they've lifted the band. They're starting to let Jews back in. So Paul is writing this letter to those new converts there at that church in Rome. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my goal is, I heard a preacher say it like this one time, this is going to be like a crockpot sermon. Um, we're going to just try to move, it, move through it low and slow. I mean, we're looking at two verses, and we're going to try to dissect each of these verses to see what's actually here. Um. And, and to the point where this is a familiar verse, I don't want to assume anything that you may know or not know about these verses. Um, I have learned, um, honestly, through some hard circumstances, you can take the simplest verse in the Bible and think you know it front and backwards, and man, when God gets a hold of it and does something in your life with it, you realize you didn't know anything. So tonight, I'm, what I'm hoping is, by the Spirit of God, to give you a new understanding to this and what Paul is saying to these uh, believers here in Rome. Now, unlike some of the other epistles and church letters, Paul is not writing to them to say, hey, you're messing up. Uh, Paul had, a, Paul had a, uh, a letter to the Corinthians saying, hey, I need you guys to stop jacking up. I need you guys to get it together. Well, this is not the case here. Paul is writing to the Romans to, to one, let them know, hey, man, I'm always praying for you. I, I, I am I'm laboring with you in the Lord. I may not be there, but I am laboring with you. And, and what he's trying to do is trying to set some expectations and guidelines for the, for the Romans there. Now, one thing that I want to make sure that we do all understand is that Paul is our man. Right? Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. If you look right here on the screen at Galatians chapter 2, verse 7 eight, it says, But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. So God said, we, we know the story of Paul. He saved on the road to Damascus. And, and God did a miraculous work in his life after he has been persecuting Christians. But now God has commanded Paul. Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. In case you didn't know, we the Gentiles. Now, what Paul is doing through this, Paul is trying to set a a clear and concise expectation to the Romans here. Now, if we look at at chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, brethren, uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, if you look in the dictionary, living sacrifice is not a compound word, so you are not going to find a definition for living sacrifice. So if we break it down, the definition, the, the Webster's 1828 for living is it's an adjective. It says producing action, animation, and vigor. So I think this is pretty self-explanatory. But we understand if you're living, you're not dead, right? Right? It's super simple. Definition 1828 Webster's for sacrifice. There's three. I copied here. Uh, it says to offer to God in homage, or worship. By killing and consuming as victims of an altar. Now, it says to immolate either as atonement for sin or to procure favor or to express thankfulness. Next one we see right here is to destroy, surrender, or suffer to be lost for the sake of obtaining something. So, to sacrifice, and sacrifice throughout the Bible, is giving something up to gain something. Right? Sacrificing is giving something to God... To be in a right relationship with God. Third one you see here is to devote with loss. Um, man, this one really, really stood out to me. And I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But to devote with loss means, man, I'm, I am giving this up, understanding that I may get nothing in return. I am giving this to God, understanding that I may get nothing back. So if we were to put together a working definition for living sacrifice, it would be producing actions that are devoted to loss. So if you are a, if you if your body is being a living sacrifice to God, you are producing actions of worship to God, not expecting anything in return. Understanding that we are doing this to God because God is worth the glory. God is worth the praise and the worship. Now, if I believe this is on your outline and if begin to say, I've got if capitalized because this is a big if. If we are truly living our life as a living sacrifice and all of our actions will be selfless and be for God's glory and not done out of ego or self-promotion. Uh, we, we talked a couple weeks ago, man, when, 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 when you're involved in corporate worship and you're up here, whether you're playing an instrument or you're singing, you know, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter if you've got the most talent in the world or if you've got, the, if you've got no talent at all. But what's hard is regardless of the level of talent that you have, it's really hard when people are out there singing and they're out there praising God, it's really hard not to let that small voice in your head say, man, they're praising because of what I'm doing. And you've got to understand that they're praising because of who you're singing about and who you're singing to, not because of you. So in devoting with loss is giving up everything. Now, sacrificing our lives is going to cost everything you know that um, this is probably one of the biggest bumps that knocks a lot of people off the wagon because what happens is you, you get somebody. Um, I've seen it happen in this church. seen it happen in other churches. You, you, you get somebody that comes to Christ, and they accept him as their Savior, and everything's all hunky-dory, right? They're, they're expecting things in their life to change. They're like, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to submit to God. I'm going to let God change my life. But there's always a but. There's always something in everybody's life that they're like, man, okay, God, you can have this, but I'm going to keep this all the way back here. Yeah. There, there's a song that, that I used to hear a lot sung in church, and it's, man, it's essentially it's essentially about coming to a place, and you tell them, to, God, look, I've got this secret place, but here's the key. You can have it. I want you. I want nothing else but you. I want you to be everything in my life. And, man, being a living sacrifice is going to cost us to get rid of those strongholds that's going to cause us to, to get rid of those secret places and these secret sins that are keeping us from God. Because in order to be a living sacrifice, you have to devote everything. Because the reality is, uh, it's, it's easy to be a part-time Christian, right? It's easy to, to come to church on Sunday and come to church on Wednesday. And, and it's easy to, to sit in service and, and to hear the sermon and, and tell everybody, hey, man, that was great. I really enjoyed it. And then five minutes later, you're in your car, you're driving down the road, and you're not going to think about that sermon for the rest of the week. You're not going to think about reading your Bible. You're not going to think about praying. And I say you're, but I'm, I'm meaning me. Because if, if, if I could be transparent with you and tell you there's a place that I struggle in my Christian life, man, it is, it is, it is reading my Bible in prayer. And I'm sure everybody else could agree to that. Because... The easy thing to do is to do it when it's convenient. And that's exactly what the next thing is. It's easy to read your Bible or pray when it's convenient. Man, it, it, it's easy when things are going good to worship God, and it's easy when things are, are not hard. It's easy to, to find time to pray and find time to read. The other thing I, I think is on here. I know, it, I know it's, well, I say I know it's up there. Maybe it's not. Um, it's easy to talk to someone about the Lord when they bring it up first. You ever been in a store or you're out somewhere and somebody comes up to talk to you? Um, I, I was at Home Depot several months ago, and um, I got to talking to this guy. Not about the Lord, not about church. I was, was looking at plumbing fittings, and we started talking. Said goodbyes, whatever. Man, and the guy turns back around. He said, "Hey, man." He said, he, "He said, man, I was having this conversation. I don't know you from Adam. He was like we, we've never met. I don't." Know you. He said, "But I want you to know that God loves you." He said, "I want you to know that according to the Bible, God has a plan for your life, man. I don't. I don't know." where you come from spiritually, he's like, but I want you to know that if you've never been saved, God desires a relationship with you, and man, it was like a, like a, like flipped on a dime, like, man, I know Jesus, I'm saved, but you know how hard it was to do that before somebody else brought it up, how difficult it was that you I'm standing here talking to this man, the last thing I want to do is make this awkward and say, hey man, Jesus loves you, Do you know that? It's a lot easier to do it when somebody else brings it up and you're not the one putting your neck out there and devoting your time and being selfless and telling somebody else about what God has done in our life. So Paul is telling us to be a living sacrifice. But Paul also tells us how to be a living sacrifice. Back in verse 1 it says, the latter part of the verse is that you may present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I got the definition up here um, for holy. It says hallowed, consecrated, or set apart uh, to a sacred use or to the service or worship of God. So God understands that we are that that we are frail, that we are human, that we're carnal. Um, God knows everything about us. Amen. God understands that we are never going to be perfect, right? God, God knows that no matter how hard I try, that I, I'm still flesh. And he understands who I am. He understands my frame. He knows, he knows me. But that does not deter from the fact that God has still called us to a standard of holiness. Up on the screen, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26 says, And ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from the other people, that ye should be mine. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 and 16 says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Man, that in all manner of conversation is a hard deal. Um, at, at all church retreat, and, and just about anywhere um, that that man, code blazes at there's there's a lot of jokes about code, and it's all in good fun, man. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's all in good fun. But man. I've never met somebody like him that if you're saying, oh, well, you know, maybe we should do this. You know, Code's response is probably going to be, man, I don't know if the Lord would be pleased with that. And being that manner of a Christian, and I'm not saying that to lift him up. I'm saying just that manner of a Christian to be holy in all manner of conversation, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're talking to. And it says, so be holy in all manner of conversation. The next verse, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. God has called us to a standard of holiness regardless of the situation, regardless of, of the circumstance. Uh, part of being a Christian is being set aside from the rest of the world. Be ye in the world but not of the world, right? It, it's, we're called to be in the world, witness to people, but just because we're in the world doesn't mean we have to be of the world. So we see holy and acceptable. Acceptable is bringing what pleases God. Um, Speaking of code, code code told a similar story like this, but it was kind of creepy because I I have the exact same story, but just different. Um, my, My way of showing my wife that I love her is taking her to do things that I want to do. Right? not saying it's right, but uh, unfortunately, um, it, is, it, is, it is what I do. Um, my idea of a good date is, you know, not getting too fancy, putting on a nice pair of jeans, a nice shirt, you know, going out to a nicer restaurant than McDonald's, and man, just having a good time. Just be together, have dinner, maybe go see a movie, get, maybe go do something like that. Um, that is not my wife's definition of a good time. My wife likes to put on, she it, man, if if she got to pick the date night every time, it would be comfortable clothes, we're going to McDonald's, we're having a really casual night, and that's it. Like, I don't want to get fancy, I don't want to do all this stuff. Well, over the years, um, even though she's told me this, I still consistently, well, maybe she'll like it this time. You know, maybe this time is the time that I'll finally persuade her and this is what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to tell you, it, it hasn't happened yet. Um, regardless of how hard I keep trying, she does not change what she likes. Um, and the th- I say that to say this, because if you're going to sacrifice to God, you've got to sacrifice what pleases God. If you're going to worship God, you've got to worship God in the way God said he desires to be worshipped. This was mentioned a couple weeks ago, story of Abraham and Isaac. God told Abraham where to go and how to do the sacrifice. If Abraham would not have listened to the instruction of God, it would not have been worship. It would have been murder because God told him exactly where to go and how to do it. The, the key thing, man, that we wish that, that, that we miss on worship and on sacrifice and things that we bring to God is how he wants it. Because it, it's really easy, especially nowadays, to just, well, you know, I think God would like this, so this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I see other people doing, or, man, this is what my heart tells me God wants. Man, it's, it's idiotic. Because the truth of the matter is, we make this book so hard, but God has laid out exactly what he wants and how he wants it. And the sooner that we, me, myself included, come to that realization and we come to that understanding and we start actually practicing that, man, until that point, we're not being a living sacrifice. Until that point, we are not worshiping God in spirit and in truth, how God desires to be worshiped. Until then, all we are doing are just doing vain actions for the sake of doing them. You can keep doing all you want and doing all you want and thinking, man, the Lord is pleased with this. The Lord likes what I'm doing. If you're not doing it how God said he wants it, he's not pleased with it. And, man, that's hard to get. That'll that'll put a little itch under your skin. Because, man, it's... it's, I don't like being told I'm wrong. And, man, I will... (laughs) I will argue with Candace to the nth degree about me being wrong. And I always turns, well, I understand I might be wrong, but I don't like the way you said it. I don't like being wrong. I don't like being proved wrong and 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 I, I'm just not okay with it. It doesn't sit well with me. I don't like it. I, I like to be right. I like to seem like I know what I'm doing. But man, that that's not how it is when it comes to God. The Bible says that when, when Jesus was crucified and when he was, he was willing to go through all the persecution and the, and, and the beatings and the crucifixion that he went through, that he was dumb like a lamb for the slaughter. And man, when we're worshiping and we're sacrificing to God, man, that's exactly how we're supposed to be. We are supposed to be there, be available, and be obedient. I, I, I've heard a lot of people say in this church, in other words, man, your greatest ability is availability. The greatest thing that we can do is just be open, be a vessel, be something that God can use. Now, Paul tells us what, and he tells us how. Um, The other thing that Paul tells us is when. Um, And just hang with me here for a second. I think it's all going to make sense. So, back to verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. I heard this a couple weeks ago, and I'll be honest, it completely changed the way I looked at this. If we are supposed to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. So Paul is begging and he is pleading to the Romans. He's saying, hey, I, I need you to understand how important this is. By the mercies of God. Man, if we are going to do this by the mercies of God, we have to get the mercies of God. Lamentations chapter three, verse 22 and 23, we, we shared this Sunday. Um, it said, "It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fell not, they are new every morning, great is thy faithfulness. Man, if, if you look back and if you look back to the Exodus story and you look at the, the children of Israel just wandering and wandering, and God provided them manna every day, He provided them new mercies every day, every day, man, that, that manna is a picture of the word. And that manna is, is, is God regenerating it every day for them. They couldn't keep, they, they, they couldn't grab the bread for today and keep it for tomorrow. If They kept it for tomorrow and it'd go bad. The thing, the thing, the thing about it is, man, when, when we are trying to, to get God's favor and we're trying to get these mercies from God, God will supply what we need every single day. The hard thing that we struggle with is when we enter into a relationship with Christ, when, when someone is saved, and especially if you've been saved for a, you know, a, a longer period of time, we want to dictate how the relationship works, right? We want to say, all right, look, God, I know you want me to read the Bible. I know I talk to you through prayer. You talk to me through the Word. Um, but I don't talk to my parents every day. Why should I have to talk to you every day? I don't, do, I don't talk to so-and-so every day, and I still have a relationship with them. But, man, that's not how it works. His mercies are new every morning. If you want the mercies for the day, you got to get them every morning. you got to get them for the day because that's how God is supplying them. And the hard thing to understand is whether we feel like it or not, the mercies are still there whether we are willing to submit and sacrifice that day and be a living sacrifice, the mercies are there whether we're doing it or not. doesn't matter. I mean, it it just goes to prove the point that we have to live, we have to present ourselves a living sacrifice every single day. If If we present ourselves a living sacrifice three days out of the week, not going to work out too well the bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways i, I can testify you testify to you and 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 tell you as it, it, truly if i've ever said anything else in my life the times in my life when things are going the worst and the times in my life where i feel like i don't find any peace anywhere and the times in my life where i feel like everything is turning upside down no matter what i do i can't fix anything it's because i'm straddling the fence because i'm not committing myself to god and i'm not committing myself to the world i'm trying to get the best of both worlds i'm trying to man i'm trying to do all these things and still live in the glory of god and still be in the presence of god but the this stuff out here in the world can't be in the presence of god man when you when you take all this stuff that we're doing out in the world and and you you know we're looking at god knows what on social media we're watching movies they say god knows what they do god knows what and then we come over here and we still say all right all right lord I know I haven't done anything else right for the rest of the week, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to ask you to help me because I need it. Man, that's not the way God works. Man, God's not a vending machine. You can just pop a quarter in, turn the dial, and get what you want. Man, it's, it's hard to get, and it's hard to understand. It, man, it, it hurts your flesh because your flesh doesn't like it. Your flesh does not want to hear it. But, but the fact of the matter is, it's a daily relationship. It's a daily submitting ourselves and and every day submitting ourselves so that our lives can be holy and acceptable to God. Because, man, at at the judgment, you know know one of the scariest things about preaching or teaching is that if I say anything to you that's wrong, if I say anything to you that is not rightly divided out of this book, man, I'm going to answer for that. And I'm going to answer for that alone, and if you take this, and man, say, say you're, you're not being a Berean and you're not going into the Word to see if what's being said out of this pulpit by any man that stands up here is true. You're also going to answer for it. The hard thing is once you hear something is being accountable to what you know. I can tell you all this. You, you could read the entire Bible. And, and you may be the smartest theologian in the world and you may understand exactly what God has out of this book. And, and rightly divide it and say this means this and this means that. But man, if you don't act on it, it means nothing. If we are not submitting to the word of God, it means nothing. Man, Paul tells us it's a daily sacrifice that we must make. Look, if, if, look on the screen I got right here in Luke chapter 9. This is, this is Jesus talking. And he said unto them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Man, if we're not going to believe it out of the mouth of the Son of God, who are we going to believe it from? He said, take up your cross daily. Taking up your cross daily comes in comes in a lot of different packages. There's, there's a lot to unfold there. As hard as it is and as easy as it is, we are commanded, or excuse me, as hard as it is and as easy as it isn't, we are commanded to live our lives as a living sacrifice, willing to devote whatever God requires of us. One of my favorite quotes Mark Trotter ever said, whatever, whenever, and wherever. Man, when we come to a place in our faith and our relationship and our walk with God, man, when we are willing to say whatever, whenever, wherever, man, that's when you're you're a living sacrifice. That's when your life is wholly acceptable unto God because no matter what God asks of you, you're going to be willing to do it. Moving to to verse number two, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There's two things right at the first of this verse, man, that I, I think that Paul was very particular about how he worded this. The word conformed means made to resemble. Reduced, reduced, remember that word, reduced to a likeness of, made agreeable to, suited. To be conformed to something, you've got to be molded and shaped into that desired outcome. Man, he says, be not conformed to this world. So, man, what he's saying is, do not let this world turn you into something and shape you into something that is not of God. You know, I used, I used to look at this different, but, you know, getting older, and, and Brenda will be 10 come November. You start looking at things as, how, how, so you, you start looking at things in a different lens, you look at things, and w- when you grow up, you go through things, and you think, okay, maybe that didn't have that much of an impact on me. You know, maybe that didn't make a big deal in my life. But as you get older, you start seeing where this made an impact, where this made an impact, where this shaped me this way, where this did this. And, man, I, as a parent, scariest thing in the world is seeing your kid do things, and you're saying, man, they're doing that because I did this here. They're doing this because of something I said over here. And the hardest thing, man, that definition reduced to a likeness of. I, I think about this illustration um, when they would make the candlestick for for the temple, or when they make any, any kind of jewelry or or, or anything like that. Um, I was in, I was in Tennessee last week, and I was talking to a jewelry, jewelry maker. This this lady and her husband, both of them are in their seventies, almost eighties, and they they're making jewelry by hand. Still, I mean, I mean, beautiful stuff, and they're making it all by hand. And I got to talking to her, and I was asking her, I was like, "Well, how do you get you know to here?" And she's like, "Well, she's like, we start with a block of whatever material it is. She said we cut that down into a piece. We run it through a press. It makes a long, you know, you know, piece of, just say it's silver. It makes a long piece of silver. And then once we get that, like we need it, we form it." And we, we, you know, we we beat it until it gets in this shape. And then we, you know, we hit it and we put it in the fire. We forge it and we do all these things to make it what we want it to. But, man, during that process, they're cutting a lot away. They're removing a lot of that material. Man, being conformed, that's what's going to happen to us. Transformed, it's changed in form or external appearance. Or external appearance. 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 I'm I'm sorry, that was like a. I don't know what that was. Did that ever happen to you? Like you try to say something, and I'll, sometimes I'll look at a word, like the word there, T-H-E-R-E, right? The other day I, was, I wrote something, I wrote the word there, I looked at it for like five minutes. I was thought, like, there's no way that's right. I've seen the word my whole life. It, it, sorry, rabbit, but it drives me nuts. Metamorp- metamorphosed, we're going to leave that one right there. Transmuted or renewed to be transformed is to be made new or to be rebuilt and, and man pay attention to the way he did this he said and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed in the renewing of your mind he said man do not let the world beat you into what the world wants you to be but man you're born again believers we got to understand the book of romans is two believers so he's saying don't be beat up don't let the world beat you into what the world wants you to be but be rebuilt by the power of god he said, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Man, there, there's that word acceptable again. We 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 seen that in the beginning, man. It, it's what God desires. And, and the important thing that we have to understand by this, by, by being a living sacrifice, by proving what is holy and or what is uh, being a living sacrifice, being holy and acceptable to God, and proving what is good and acceptable and perfect, none of it is about us. Man, all of it is about God getting the glory that he deserves. And, you know, you know when, you, when, you, when, when we finally come to a place in our Christian walk where we realize that no matter what we do, if we do it in the power of our flesh, it means nothing. But, man, if we do it by the Spirit of God, he's going to get glory. And that's going to make a difference at the judgment seat of Christ. The day where all of our works are tried into a fiery furnace and that, man, that was done in the flesh, that was done in vain, is going to burn like wood, hay, and stubble. But man the things that we did through the power of God and through the spirit of God that go through that furnace are going to come out like precious jewels man we're going to have these crowns to toss to to toss to sit at his feet because he's worthy Man we got to remember man it's not about us It's not about us it's about him it's about us being used by him it Says by the renewing of your mind Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to, deceit, to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. As a side note, and one of the most important things I can say tonight, man, this talks about putting off the old man and putting on the new man. Man, if you've never been saved, you cannot put off the old man. You cannot prove what is good and acceptable and perfect to God. You cannot be a living sacrifice and be holy and acceptable to God. I mean, if you are saved, if you have accepted Christ as your Savior, I want you to look at the end of verse 1. It says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Out of anything that God could expect for us, it says this is your reasonable service. Man, this is the starting point. This ain't, this ain't the goal line, man. This is yard one. You know, before, when we first came to Greater Hope, um, I felt like God was conforming me because I felt like I was getting beat all the time. But he was transforming us. When we first came to, to Greater Hope, you see, being saved, we, we, we saw, you know, being saved in essence as the goal line. Man, th- this is it. This is the mark. This is what you got to meet. Everything after that, man, it's just hunky dory. No, man. Once you're saved, live, be your life being a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, man, that is the starting point. That right there, that is the jumping off point where we get to start worshiping God. Man, you don't get to worship God until you're right with God. You don't, you, you don't get to be a living sacrifice to God. Until we've come to God, a weak man, by his mercies, we present ourselves a living sacrifice. We cannot worship God. We cannot please God. So a couple things right here we're going to do. I, I, I'm going to leave you with just a, a couple things on your on your outline. Number one, the way that we can bring God glory is, number one, to present yourself as a living sacrifice. Uh, I, we've read this verse probably 45 times a night, so you're not going to mind if we read it again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Man, number two, be transformed and not conformed. You know, it's, um, it's really easy. I was I was listening to something the other day, and did you know that if you have an iPhone, or not an iPhone, a smartphone released in the last five years, <laughs> five years, the average smartphone has more computing power than NASA did when they sent the shuttle to the moon? <laughs> and the hard thing, is, man, when you're on this thing all day long, whether it's for work, whether it's social media, whether it's just looking stuff on the internet, nowadays you can't go anywhere without seeing ads for crap you shouldn't be looking at, right? And the hard thing is, is when we let this thing, we let the world conform us all day long. Somebody said it a couple weeks ago, I don't remember who, but they call it TV programming because they are showing you what they want you to believe. They are showing you what they want you to see and what they want you to, to, you know, be afraid of or or, or whatever the case is. Man, we're called to be transformed and not conformed. We're called to not buy into the world, but to believe in God. Third and last thing is to bring God glory, we can prove what is good and acceptable. (laughs) You know, proving what is good and acceptable... And perfect all comes after we've yielded ourselves a living sacrifice and we've been transformed and not conformed. It all comes after that. Once we've presented ourselves a living sacrifice, we've submitted to God, and that we are letting God, letting us, we're letting God is the important part because we're never going to be done, right? The process of God transforming our life is never going to be finished until the day we take our last breath. You can't prove what is good and acceptable until all of those have been done. You cannot live out the scriptures until those have been done. You know, what what I would like to leave you with is is the importance of I was, I was, I said this a couple weeks ago, and, and Dylan Lee would agree. They've all said the same thing. I believe that with the Bible that we have, that if you rightly divide it and compare scripture to scripture, this book is sufficient. Amen. But I, I was looking, just to, you know, for giggles, I was looking at, at that verse number one, where it says, I beseech. The word in Hebrew is not, he, Paul's not saying, man, I'm, I'm really hoping you guys get a hold of this, right? He's not saying, man, I hope you guys would think about this and, you know, you know, see if it works for you, but if not, no. Man, Paul is begging them. Paul is saying, guys, you have to understand how important it is for you to get this. Because, man, like, like it was mentioned, you cannot prove what is good acceptable until you have presented yourself a living sacrifice, and until you have been transformed and not conformed, Paul. I think Paul was very deliberate in the way that he laid it out, and the, the the Spirit of God moving through him in writing this. We're going to. Uh, I'm going to have Candice come play right quick. All we're going to do is just, you know, we're going to pray. If if you want to come to the altar, what what I would what I'd love to leave you with is as difficult and as challenging as it may seem sometimes. Living a Christian life. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. As a 26-year-old man who, man, one of the best things I ever did was delete Facebook and TikTok. But as a 26-year-old man, every time I get on my phone, whether it's for work or every time I'm out with somebody and and I'm listening to their conversation, or, or man, I, I mentioned you guys a couple weeks ago, I got, I got to go to Michigan. The date got moved, but I'm going to be around all the sales guys from my company. Man, if you don't know anything about sales guys, they are a rough bunch of jokers. Um, and, man, it, it's really difficult when you're around people that don't believe like you. It's really easy, man, to just go with the flow. We talked about earlier, man, it's really easy to bring up God when somebody else does it or when it's convenient. But, man, what I would encourage you to do this week is render yourself as a living sacrifice to God the simple thing is it is as easy as as saying Lord I can't do this anymore it's as easy as just being willing willing to let God transform your life because God man we've got free will right God is not going to force his plan for you on your life God is not going to force you to do something if you're not going to do it God's got somebody else who will but the really cool thing is that even though as stubborn as we are, God still has, has made it possible for us to be in on the whole thing. God has made it possible for us to be, j- just to be a vessel for him to work through. So this week, man, I, I know it's difficult. In, in the weeks to come, the days to come, whatever it is, whoever you pass, look, I, I, I understand that you cannot share the gospel with every single person that you meet along the day. If you can't, you can, man, you're a lot better tonight. I am. But man, there, there, there is there's something to be said. If, if if it wasn't in here, it wouldn't be important. So we're gonna pray, and, and we'll be dismissed. Man, I, I hope I hope that you let God do something. I hope that I hope that you know the Lord spoke to you, and I hope that that you will be willing to give God the glory for it, and and not just man, not just leave and say, well whatever you think about it and just not think about it anymore because regardless of how this man did the word of god is the word of god and man when this book is preached rightly divided man it ought to change our lives so we're going to pray and we'll be dismissed heavenly father god we thank you lord for for allowing us to be here tonight god and i I, lord i thank you lord for allowing me to stand up here god i I understand lord that there's nothing i could do to please you lord but i pray god that whatever was done, Lord, was done by the power of your spirit, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you would help us to understand how important the call is to be a living sacrifice is, how important it is to prove what is good and acceptable, God, I pray that you would help us to understand that, Lord, we don't have a lot of time, and that there's a lot of people Lord, let us start in the church. Let us start in our homes, God. Let us be a living sacrifice, Lord. Help us, God. Give us the strength. Give us the courage. Give us the discipline, Lord, to trust in you and just be willing to do it. God, I pray that that everything done here tonight, God, is done for your glory and was done for your glory. God, I pray that you just touch the preaching of your word, God. I pray that it's used, Lord, and empowered in truth, Lord. And I pray that as we continue through our week, God, and we get ready for the work days to come and the weekend god and we start preparing our hearts lord for the service sunday lord i hate that lord i hope that you'd bring to our remembrance that we are called every single day to be a living sacrifice that there's nothing that we can do for you and there's nothing that we can bring to you but all we can do is just be available god i pray that you would just be with us as the rest of the evening god i pray that you'd help us the rest of the week lord and God, I pray that you give us strength and boldness, Lord, and I pray that in everything we do, that we bring you honor and glory. And I pray that, God, you would just continue to make us, give us a hunger to be hungry, God, and a thirst to be thirsty, and just help us, Lord, to, as it was mentioned tonight, God, be willing to say whatever, whenever, and wherever. God, I pray that you would just use us tonight, Lord, and, and God, I pray that you bless everything that said. You know we pray, Amen. All right. Well, continue.